best thing about singing at Christmas is the Coco Caroline and fun. Whoa, go totally yuletide, taking a sleigh ride. <laughs> Santa shirt, reindeer skirts. Whoa, oh. You know what? She totally put herself out there doing that. And that was not an easy thing to no. do. And if we're the kind of podcast that can't support a woman's ambition, then I don't think there's any reason to continue this episode. That's I want to be free to feel the way I feel. About Christmas. You should finish about it Christmas. out. Yes. Like, we're just that pumped about this. Man, I feel like some Christmas. Woo. Jingles. <laughs> Molly Shannon. American treasure. Is she American? I'm assuming she's American. I hope so. <laughs> Well, welcome to Two American sounding names. The What the What podcast, where we just we love Christmas and caroling and Look, cocoa and fun. I am that character. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, that's Ashby. Mm-hmm. Just it's, jingle bells you know, all the time. The, the two characters that uh, around Christmas time that embody Ashby is mm-hmm. Molly Shannon from the Santa Claus Two, one hundred, and Kevin McAllister's mom from Home Alone. I mean, also 100%. also facts. 100%. But I should like, reshare that video this year. Ivy and I were watching uh, Home Alone Two last night. And we were watching Home Alone last week, and I was like, doesn't she look like Ashby? She's like, oh, I can't unsee it now. I was like, no. <laughs> Every time mm-hmm. I see this, it's like, well, Ashby's done lost her kids again. I mean, Because <laughs> yeah. it's not even a, an Ashby does this at Christmas. This is an everyday Ashby looks just like her type uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. Also true. Mm-hmm. Also yeah. true. I don't, my hair isn't as red as it was when I did that video, but. It's okay. I'm sure anyway. her hair is different at this point, too. You know, so. now I get the, I, like, as as pop culture things change and Catherine O'Hara continues to be a queen, basically, mm, yes. uh, and an acting legend, now I get, you look just like the mom from Schitt's Creek. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, what, you know, same song, different verse, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're grateful that you've tuned in today to hear that wonderful rendition. For those of you who love music episodes, we started off with a song. So just, it's kind of well. similar. Might You're well welcome. Listen to the rest of the pot. We need to do a whole episode and just sing song. You know, just like sing song. Yeah, just sing song. Like we're all just singing what we're gonna. Sing. Next week's what year in review? Just do that one. <laughs> yes. Year in review. Oh, it's about Lots of wits. great shows came out. It's a shame you came unarmed. <laughs> I haven't seen half the that. That was hilarious. Welcome to the What the What podcast, where again in a battle of wits, we did not come unarmed. Mm. Um, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast, and of course, rate and review us. Five stars only, positive vibes only. If you do not give us five stars, then we're going to stick a secret little clause in the, to the listening contract mm. that will require you to, I don't know, get married before Christmas. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, who knows? <laughs> I don't, or, I don't, or your ears don't work anymore ever yeah. again. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Talking to you two over here. Yeah. Wait, what? You t- it's in the clause. There's no clause. Yeah. Wait, there's a clause? Yeah. Yeah, under- I know. The Santa Claus, yes. That, that I, new, that's me. Yes. No, <laughs> that new what the what logo I made? Yeah. Real small at the bottom. You both agreed to it. Said you loved it. Uh, you got to get married before Christmas Okay. You, you know what we're going to do after this episode? We're going to get a magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be looking at that sticker real hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so welcome to the what, what, what the What podcast. I've already said that. Eat your green vegetables or your ears will turn pointy. And please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at... What the what media? All one word. And you can find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media. And on today's episode, we are taking a deep dive into the what year did this come out? 2002? Is that correct? Uh, I believe it's, yeah, 2002. 2002 November yeah. 1st, 2002 Christmas movie, The Santa Claus 2, starring Tim Allen. This is your spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen The Santa Claus 2, it's not as good as the first one, but it's really good still. So go out and watch it, please, and then come back and listen to this, please. We'd appreciate that. I don't know if Ashby agrees. You said that, and her eyes got real big, and then they went back down. Nope. Unrelated. Oh, okay. Oh, unrelated. Un- unrelated eye rolling. Okay, mm. cool. Yeah, sorry. Yes. I have a constant internal monologue, mm. and sometimes I forget not to react to it externally. It's okay. Well, spoilers are incoming, so you have been warned. Uh, Let's jump into what actually happened 
on or in this movie. Before we do that, like yes, before we do that, let's talk about some things. Well, what are we talking? I about? I pulled in your driveway down here. You did on your street over here. You did. Your neighbor, he's outside with his kids. Yes, decorating all these things. All the things. Mm-hmm. We uh, making it Christmassy. I come in your house. You already got the inside of your house decorated all so Christmassy proud. so far. Honestly, mm-hmm. proud mama over you here. Should, you should be proud. You proud should. Christmas mama. Over I don't here. know if you've been outside yet today. I have. Have you heard the special present that's down the block from you? No. Dominic, is there, is the Christmas donkey? donkey. Oh no, he lives here. Your, is down year the long. street. There was a little girl walking. <laughs> yes, she's walking Dominic down the street in her backyard. I whoa, can see whoa, it whoa, whoa. Up You're talking road. about a real donkey. It's a real donkey, 100%. like a real live donkey. Yes, if you listen really Eric carefully, like I was walking. I heard you can hear him. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, he. Yeah, he lives here year long, and he's just such a joy. I'd, I heard I've never heard him before, but like I know this is I a podcast, him, but just imagine me like yeah. lying through my face. Yes, <laughs> a joy, a joy to have like like the chicken auction I live next to with all the roosters mm. that love to be morning roosters. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Mm. Yeah. So we were talking earlier too. There's a couple of new Christmas movies out. There is that are yes. similar. In, well, at least one of them is similar in this way. It's yeah. uh, Home Sweet Home Alone. Is yep. that right? Yeah, which is technically alone. the fifth Home Alone, mm-hmm. uh, the sixth. sixth. There's another one there, and has yeah. Nebula in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, Eric hasn't seen it. Aaron yet. from the uh, from the office. Office. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Look, you know, no spoilers. We said on we this wouldn't one. do any spoilers because Eric hasn't seen it, and so you can listen to this with you know, you know, Kyle and I aren't going to spoil it for you. Mm-hmm. All I will say is that much like the third Home Alone, uh, it is. If you watch it without the thought that it is part of the Home Alone canon, mm-hmm. then it's kind of a delightful movie. True. You know, I enjoyed it, but it's not Home Alone. It shouldn't be called Home Alone. Well, I feel like there's a lot of reviews that just came out bashing it and saying it was trash. It's not trash. It's the same way. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, I thought it was good. Especially this compared to some of the other ones that have come out. Right. Definitely way better. It's done in a way that I enjoy it in the fact that a lot of the things aren't done the same way it is in the originals. Yes. So the whole reasoning behind some of it is different. Right. It's not your typical... There's no villain. No. And this is done in... Well, they're sort of... won't want to spoil it for Eric. There's yeah. some stuff there. But uh, it's done in such a way that it's not so much you're just watching it and it's like, oh, there's this kid who is technically Kevin and right. this is Harry and Marv and right. this is, you know, a cheap, you know, version of it. And so it's not like... They did it in a different way, and I'd say yeah. it's enjoyable enough. Especially like I think Christmas movies, for the most part, get a pass anyway. Whereas yeah. if Hallmark can put out thirty to fifty movies that pretty much ninety something percent are the same, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we still enjoy them, like I'm not bashing, right. them. absolutely, I'm not bashing at all. So, but you. no, but if they can right. do that, right. then I definitely think you can watch this. And well, enjoy and it, it hit it. You know, I feel like there's a there's a Christmas checklist right for christmas Mm -hmm. movies you know like Mm -hmm. learning that it's better to give instead of receive and Mm -hmm. you know understanding that people are less fortunate around the holidays Mm -hmm. and understanding that like you know home is where the heart is and so like there there's it definitely hit the checklist it did and there did a few things to make it to tie it in with home alone that Mm -hmm. i think they did it well without overdoing it to make it like yeah here we go here's the thing like is you know in the home alone canon Mm -hmm. you're right home alone three should not be called Home Alone 3. It, it would right. be a fantastic, much better movie if it was just titled something. Right, if it wasn't tied different. to the Home Alone mm-hmm. Home franchise. Home Alone 4 actually tries to follow yeah. the canon. It does. And it does so poorly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. poorly. Yeah. Um, so it should just be wiped off the face of the earth. I, I don't even know what Home Alone 5 is. Wait, there's a Home Alone 4? Yeah. Yeah, Home Alone um, 4 is there. I have it in the box set. Yeah. It's, you could buy the four movies cheaper than you so could buying the one, one or two that, individually back then. Uh, there's the one that... Um, the Scarlett kid, Johansson yes, is his sister. With the that's Russians. number three. Okay, that's yeah. number three. So you're telling me there's a fourth one? And a fifth Eric's one. Eric's telling me there's a fifth one. The I f- thought the one that I was watching recently was the fourth one. I didn't realize there were four, already four and five. I didn't Home, know Home Alone the, 5 came out in 2012. What? I know Home Alone 4. We're over here Googling, trying to figure things you're out. You're saying what's... Home Alone, the holiday heist, came out in 2012. Oh, um, never seen it. Yeah. It's got and, Ed Asner in it. Interesting. Well, I mean, he's in everything. Um, Home so Alone, then what was Home Alone 4? Home Alone 4 was called Taking Back the House, and it starred French Stewart as Marv. From the first two movies. Yeah. Oh. Like, so they recast. They recast. No, absolutely and, not. And absolutely not. I agree. So you're saying what Kyle and I are talking about is technically six. Yes. Yes. Both. I'm looking and, at and five in, And in Home Alone 4, if I'm remembering correctly, Kevin's mom and dad got separate. 
Like they're I think seven, so. And I don't know if there's any mention of any of the siblings, the five siblings. And it's like, okay, I understand why y'all separate. Y'all, you know, y'all clearly can't. Well, now I know why four and five don't live in my brain. because They, they, they should not. They shouldn't, yeah. They should not. Miss those. Interesting fact, Home Alone 4 came out in 2002, as well as Santa Claus 2. So I would definitely recommend between the two, Santa Claus 2. 100%. As Even we talk- Santa Claus 3 is yeah, actually pretty good. For sure. Within like, reason. Like, Yeah. Uh, to be fair, in Home Alone 4, they do mention Buzz and Megan. Right. Um, but the other two, because there's five kids in that family. Right. Because um, the other kids were cousins. Yeah, there's there's five kids on right. um, in both sides. Yes. Five and five, ten, ten cousins, plus the other uh, girl cousin who lives in Paris with her. Right. We're going deep into the Home Alone canon, but this is the Santa Claus 2. Hold on, though. I think maybe I did watch Home Alone. Where's the one? Because there's the dad, or not the dad, uh, is it Marv? He's the tall one, right? Yeah, French Stewart. So he was in the other one there, right? Which one was he recast? Was he, he was, was recast in four? in four? Yes, but he was a different character. No, he was he was cast as Marv. Okay, still same guy. Okay. He was, right. he was Which portrayed was by Daniel Sh- Daniel Stern, Stern in the first two yes. films. Yeah. yeah. Um, Look, here's the great thing about the Santa Claus is when uh, their cast didn't want to be in the movies anymore, they just stopped making the movies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. well, I mean, Daniel Stern calls Home Alone Four. An insult, total garbage, and he refused to reprise his role as okay. Marv. So. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. He's been enough. in some other Christmas movie where like, I got excited to see him, but I don't well, and, he, and here's the thing that makes me mad about Home Alone 4. Again, you know, not to go too deep into the canon, but they recast Kevin McAllister uh, with a kid mm-hmm. named Mike Weinberg, who's a nine-year-old boy who defends the house from Marv and Vera, but he was 10 years old in Home Alone 2. Mm. Look, <sighs> you had one job. I'm, I'm, Continuity I'm, team. So yeah, one job not to make this movie. I'm exiting out of this also Wikipedia, that. never to go back to it again. Okay. Um, Anywho, but, but yeah, Home Sweet Home Alone. There's some good Christmas movies out right that. now. Um, you mentioned Eight Bit Christmas. That's yeah. the other one I would recommend. And I watched that's it. going to be watched by me and Ivy at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched it. Yeah. I think for Thursday. I think whatever day it came. Out. I think it came out on Thanksgiving. So I think we watched it that night. Uh, it's definitely same way. I don't know that it would be great in like movie theaters. But it still was good. It's it reminds me a lot of like the Wonder Years or the Goldbergs on how they do some things where they throw back to It's like, like if Stranger Things was at Christmas time and wasn't scary. Sort of, yeah. Um, I'll give you a little bit more of a premise now that I've seen it, it still doesn't ruin anything, but it starts out where Neil Patrick Harris plays the main character. Okay. His daughter is wanting a cell phone. Okay. And she's young, like she's real young, and like right. all her friends have to text her dad for her to get her text messages. Mm. And she's like, I get more things Rough. than you do on that phone. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And so the whole premise is, well, let me tell you about a time where there was something I really wanted, and here's the story. And like, okay, so it goes back and forth a lot. Okay. You know, him retelling this, but it's done in a cool way, and it's it's fun. I'll just, you know, it's I don't know, I don't know really what I went in expecting it, but you know, the trailer gives away. He's really, you know, goes back to the first Nintendo, like uh, the NES, like when he got that when it was a big ordeal. Um, and just the whole world was going crazy. And it also throws in like Cabbage Patch Kids and some fun things in there because they were around at the same time. So definitely a fun one. That's on HBO Max. Same way. It's a Christmas movie, so it's probably not perfect. But it actually, for a modern Christmas movie, it still gives you like some good feels. Right. Um, from like your childhood and stuff too. So cool. definitely recommend those, um, at least to jump in on, on this holiday season. But now, back to Eric. Back to me where we're going to talk about what happened in the Santa Claus 2 and a lot happened in this movie. Yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah, this movie had a lot going on with it. Three main stories. Uh, where should I start? Let's start with the fact that this has been eight years following the original movie. Uh, Scott Calvin, mm-hmm. SC Santa Claus. He's become a great Santa Claus uh, over the past eight years. He's a uh, you know he's one of the top rated Santas in history. Like you know kids love him. You know joy is up like you know a certain number of percent. Um, Head elf Bernard and Curtis, who's the keeper of the Handbook of Christmas, inform him that there is another Claus, another Santa Claus. Mm. Spelled um, with an E. With an E, yes. It's called the Mrs. Claus. Uh, Scott, you know, has to get married mm-hmm. before Christmas Eve, or the Claus will be broken and he will stop being Santa forever. And, you know, all these, uh, you know, kids will be very disappointed because Christmas will cease to exist. So, yeah. 
at the same time. Seems a little rushed. Yeah, a little okay. rushed. Well, Curtis definitely fell down on the job. Yeah, for sure. Um, at the same time, Abby the Elf, who's now in charge of delivering the, the cocoa because Judy the Elf apparently got fired or the actress who played her got really you know much older mm-hmm. um, and couldn't reprise her role because mm-hmm, she's a teenager mm-hmm. now or yeah. whatever. Um, Abby the Elf delivers even more distressing news. You remember Charlie? Not Charlie. Sweet little Charlie. Not Charlie Sheen. I know he was doing better, but he definitely got worse throughout the decade. Um, no, no, no. Charlie, Scott's son, is on the naughty list. Oh, no. Ah! It's terrible. I know. And uh, and then the third story, because Scott needs to go home and you know set things right with Charlie, and he's got to get married. He's got a lot juggling here. Really? Uh, this, you know, this other, uh, the keeper of... The uh, the handbook of Christmas, old Curtis, mm-hmm. has this brilliant idea. Let's just create a, a toy Santa. I uh, mean, to, like to be in charge of the elves. Really great thought. Okay, not great execution, but I, you know, I'm kind of with Bernard on this. It, it seems to be working out at the start. You know, it seems mm-hmm. to be going well. Yeah, takes uh, a real terrible turn. I will say, fake Santa looks very creepy. He's like the Burger King. A king in the commercials. Yeah. Yes. You know that's a good yes. description. Like, like if you remember that, where that was mm-hmm. a big ordeal where he's very plastic. Very yes. plastic. Yeah. So. His, just his mouth moves, which is weird. So I know you're going over the main points with that, but I just want to like t- jump in there a little bit. Is I think they did that in a really cool way. Like I know I've talked about in other movies and stuff. How I like I like practical effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's done in such a way that you as the person watching it are like, oh, he's so fake. But at the same time, they're in a toy shop with elves and all sorts of magic. Who knows like what's real, what's not. Yeah, you know? Who knows? But I really like how they did it where they still used Tim Allen. They still did it in a way. Right, with prosthetics. Yeah, and yeah. it just looked really cool because he does look so fake. But even with that, the way Tim Allen plays that character and responds, he's very straightforward, very bold, very like, all his talking is very Stiff, just like everything else is about that guy being a plastic toy. So I, th- I don't know. It was cool to throw in a villain almost like that, yeah, and not expecting it. Well, speaking of um, new characters, mm-hmm. uh, we have the Council of Legendary Figures. Yes, I love who this. show up. Mother Nature, my favorite. Father mm-hmm. Time, Cupid, Sandman, mm-hmm. Easter Bunny, Sandman, the Tooth Fairy, they're the all Molinator. I the love Molinator, that so much. Yes, played by the wonderful Art uh, Lafleur, and he just mm-hmm. passed, away, passed away, right? away about a, uh, about two weeks ago. Oh no, um, I didn't know that. That's so sad. He, uh, Fantastic. Uh, He's he been in a lot bet, of cool stuff. Yeah, he, he, he was in the Sandman, or not the Sandman, the Sandlot. He was. Mm-hmm. He was. Um, he played he Babe Ruth. The great Bambino. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was in a lot of good stuff. So, uh, R.I.P. Art LaFleur. Um, so, bring them up because they will play a part in the plot. So, um, Curtis, uh, as he succinctly notes, the desanctification process has begun. <laughs> Can I just add, I love That's Curtis so as well. Oh, yes. Just like, yeah. I loved. Um, Bernard. Bernard, yeah. In the mm-hmm. first movie, he was much more strict. I like him. The second one, he's loosened up a little bit. Yeah. But then I love these two where he's like the sidekick now, comes in and just adds that pure energy that you don't get out of some of the other characters. Yes. So, um, also Chet. Chet. Chet's oh, my favorite. Chet, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> what does a reindeer sound like? Yeah. <laughs> it just makes really funny noises the whole time. So, isn't there a line where he's like, cut the chit chat, Chet? <laughs> yes. That came from like, uh, Line I think they said it was like first season of Home Improvement, um, where he says it to a caller that calls in to Tool Time and keeps overly talking. Um, they work in a lot of Tim Allen's greatest lines. They do, and it's yeah. really cool how they do that. Yeah. Yes. I was trying to remember. You were a strange, sad little man. Yeah. They, it's they're like little Easter eggs. Yes. I was trying to think. And sorry, I'm going way off topic here, but I don't think it was here. Was it was Sean and Boy Meets World with his dad named Chet? Chet Hunter? Yes, Chet Hunter. Yes. He, Chet Hunters. Chet's guy. News Network. CNN. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake of telling uh, some businessman in Atlanta in an elevator about it, and Ted Turner just stole my idea. The only reason I bring him up is because in uh, Home Improvement, the same person that plays Chet, Sean's dad, plays, like, it's a Harry. I think he runs he, a hardware yeah, store he plays now. Harry. And he's also um, the replacement for the Slinky Dog in Toy Story 3 and 4. So whenever oh. I heard Chet, I automatically think of Sean Hunter's dad. But there, it's a, it's a universe out there floating around. The Tim, the Tim Allen Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> wow. Um, so Scott goes back to his ex-wife's house um, uh, where Laura and her husband, Neil, 
um, with his great sweaters. Love Neil. Uh, they have, so they have a six-year-old daughter, Lucy, who's a delight. Love Lucy. Uncle Scott. Mm-hmm. Uncle Scott. <laughs> and uh, Comet, you know, com- comes along for the ride. My um, favorite. He does what we all do around the Christmas time and overeats. Sweets, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Um, and at the North Pole, Toy Santa is following the rule book too literally. Mm-hmm. And he seems to think that everyone in the world is naughty because of their small mistakes. So he takes over the North Pole using giant to- toy soldiers he made, and he unveils his plan to the elves to give lumps of coal to the world. And Toy Santa places Bernard under house arrest. So all this is going on. Scott is trying to help Charlie. Charlie's acting out by like graffiti, uh, graffitiing the school. Mm-hmm. Um, the principal of the school seems like a real stick in the mud. Yep. Um, but a good looking stick in the mud, but yeah, a very stick good in the looking. Mud. Yeah, but yeah. Well, Charlie too. Like at the beginning when he's doing this, like he has a girl that's helping him lower himself. Like, is there in high school at this point? And at first, you almost are like, he's doing this just to impress some girl. But then right. you realize, too, she's like, Charlie, this isn't a good idea. You're right. really going to get in trouble. Right. We need to stop. And he's still trying to impress her by this. Right. But it's not. Because men are stubborn and stupid. Yeah. but how You some, said it. Yeah. <laughs> how some movies would play out, they don't at least like blame it on her that she's the reason he's bad. Right. But we do get a reason later on for the choices that he's making yes. now. Right. Well, after a few failed dates, including one memorable one um, with Molly Shannon, who just loves everything about Christmas. Um, big mm-hmm. uh, Santa Claus uh, fan. Um, Put up the stocking. <laughs> Spraying yep. some flocking. Okay, sorry. Yes. Uh, so catchy. But Scott finds himself following for the principal, Carol. Um, and he accompanies her in a horse-drawn sleigh to the faculty Christmas party. Using that magic up. Yep, using mm-hmm. that. He has a very limited magic that he can use. And during that ride, she confesses that she used to believe in Santa as a child until she was forced to stop doing so by her parents after fighting uh, with children at school who told her Santa wasn't real. Uh, so using a little bit of his Christmas magic, Scott enlivens the otherwise dull Christmas party um, by presenting everyone with their childhood dream gifts. And he makes a special presentation to Carol and with the last remnant of his magic wins her over and they kiss under mistletoe. Mm. However, it's magical. When Scott attempts it's to explain to her that he is Santa, she believes that he is mocking her childhood and throws him out. Well, I mean, look, to be fair. To be uh, to be fair. To be fair. I mean, you didn't even have a good beard. Like, yeah. You can't call yourself Santa. No. Like, I'll, I'll, but to, again, to, to be fair, the, the desantification process had already begun. Right. Thanks, Curtis. Once again, real fast sidetrack. It's holiday related. Uh, Santa Claus was in Newburn last night. Oh. Uh, down that really pretty alley. If you, you know, take Ivy uh, to Newburn this holiday season, it's always beautiful down there. They have fake snow going on. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usually, you know, Sky's a little over six months old now. Usually kids, the first time they meet Santa Claus, they're scared to death. They cry. Yes. Yeah, 100%. I'm convinced the fact that I have like this giant beard. When she saw Santa Claus, she was just like. Totally unfazed. She she was like, who's this guy? Right. But she never once was like. That's funny. What are you doing? Like right. she looked at him and right. was like, okay. And then she cool. looked at us. And I've come to realize too, like everybody in your family wants to do their best to get her to smile. Mm-hmm. And, you know. It, everybody is doing their best, but I can imagine being on the other side when you've got five people yelling it's random very things. Overwhelming. They're just like, I don't know who this guy is, but those those are the crazy ones. Yeah. Like, right. The 100%. fun part is, you know, we look that way and it's okay. We acknowledge it. But yes, either way, we got some pictures. We'll share those later. That's funny. So, converging all the stories, okay? Mm-hmm. Scott, you know, he's kind of striking out with Carol. Charlie confesses to Scott how hard it is for him that Scott is never around like other fathers and the pressure that he's under to conceal the secret that his father is Santa. It's the greatest thing in the world. He can't even tell anybody. Um, Lucy manages to convince Charlie not to be mad at him in just a great line. Like Charlie's like, this is, you know, it's really hard. She's like, no, it's not. It's easy. Come on. I mean, it's like from the mouth of babes. Exactly. Um, And I was like, you got a point. Sometimes, you know, as older, you know, humans, we, tend to stress out over things that weren't really that stressful. Mm-hmm. We just seem to make them stressful in our head. But him um, like admitting that too, I know I keep breaking it on you. I don't mean to. You're killing but, me, Scott. But you're getting me excited <laughs> with this movie. Uh, it hit me. I didn't like rewatching it. I didn't think so much about Charlie having those moments. Like I was just thinking, oh, random teenager, you know, angst. But for the honesty, and I love the way the character is allowed to do it, where he almost like breaks pitch a little bit when telling his dad he's just sad. Um, you don't think about that so much. You know, you don't think back to how cool that must be, even as a high schooler, where most people at that point are out of that phase or like, you know, 
give me money, give me credit cards, or credit cards, give me gift certificates, gift cards. They're not caring so much about Santa Claus, yet he still has that exact same magic that we have as a child the first time we're finding out and dealing with Santa Claus, even now, and it's his dad. And so I can't imagine, you know, rethinking that through that moment, how difficult that's got to be. Like, it really has to be. To have that, but you can't share that with anybody. Like I don't know. I just I know I've gone on them, but yes. hit me in the feels. Yes, definitely. Holiday Char- feels. Charlie convinces Carol that Scott is Santa by showing her the magic snow globe. Curtis flies in to tell Scott about the toy Santa's plan, but Scott's used up the last of his magic trying to woo Carol, and he can't return to the North Pole. Well, with the help from the Tooth Fairy and a very timely tooth falling out of Lucy, um, mm-hmm. out of Lucy's mouth, um, the Tooth Fairy uh, is able to get Scott and Curtis back to the North Pole, only you know for the Toy Santa to find them and tie them up almost immediately. <laughs> yes, um, Charlie and Carol spring them free. Uh, Charlie sacrifices a tooth to do so, and uh, they go after the Toy Santa, uh, where Scott does, who's already left with the sleigh. And Scott goes after him riding Chet. Yes. The rambunctious reindeer in training. (laughs) (laughs) They both crash back into the village. (laughs) With an army of elves, Carol, Bernard, Charlie, and Curtis lead them into a snowball fight to overthrow the toy soldiers. Toy Santa is defeated and reduced to a six-inch height. And Scott marries Carol in a ceremony. That must have been really awkward. Like, oh, by the way, I I stop being Santa if we don't get married. Like, right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. Right now. We just find no 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 pressure. pressure, But, like, (laughs) joy will die for millions of children all around the world. No pressure. And stuff. None at all. Yeah. Something Um, that I'd never realized until I was reading things today, and you just mentioned it. They shrink the evil one down to, like, six-inch Santa Claus. mm -hmm. They missed a great opportunity. Number three, they go Jack Frost route. It works out. You know, again, it's fun. Right. They missed a great opportunity for six inch Santa Claus to come back and really cause some damage. Yeah. Like create, you know, Toy Soldiers, the movie, is it that what the movie was called? Uh, yeah. Is it Toy Soldiers? Toy Soldiers. Um, where, is that where the, like the evil Toy Soldiers take over? They have like a military. Uh, I know I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, they're using like military uh, chips inside of toys. Yeah. Somebody yeah. thought it would be cool to put it in like a little army toy. Yeah, so oh, I thought you were talking about Toyland. One of no. Phil Hartman's last movies. Um, I loved it as a kid and I cannot think of, I think, I think it is Toy Soldiers, but I'm not. It's like the good other, the it hit Ar- me. because The it was Argonauts. Actually, or, yeah, the Argonauts are something close where uh, this kid's working at a toy store, can't afford the cool toys, but he ends up getting okay, some anyway. Toy Soldiers is a 1991 film. That's, that doesn't um, sound that's right. That's not it, because this movie came out in 1998. Is it Tiny Soldiers? Um, um, people find, at home are screaming at us We're right going to find it out within the next minute, I promise, because I am looking it up as... Because that was another one that was very practical effect, where you could go and find these, like, clay, whatever they are, kind of how, like, Jack Well, I just had a recovered Christmas. memory about the 1986 film Babes in Toyland, which also had evil toy soldiers. It and does. now I can't stop thinking about it, and it's just Small disturbing. Soldiers. Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers is the name of the movie. Did you say um, Babes in Toyland? Yes. That's on Disney+. Plus. It you has like to watch. Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves, and the guy from uh, the the karate kid mm-hmm. and it is like the weirdest thing it is it is so weird and I'm i never, i yeah. have i'm just getting like a recovered memory about it where she like falls into a it's it's got a labyrinth-esque feel to yeah, it 100 percent. it's very weird and now i'm like am i gonna go back and watch this and just like kind of see how it fits again like how it feels i need <laughs> to go back and weird. watch this because what small soldiers well, that too, because it could technically be, that would have been a great one for our, is it a Christmas movie or not? There's, It's got music, and there's like a toy master, and the, the music is very weird, and I, like, they I sing that back. song like, you know, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, and like, and that you spell it out and stuff, and then, ooh, anyway, okay. I need to go back this. and watch that one, because I feel like the one I've seen over and over again is like the 1961 version, and for every time I watched it, it doesn't click, like, this isn't what I saw when I was a child. But now with I'm Googling, because you're talking, I was like, wait, yeah. there's another Babes in Toyland that is from my childhood. Yeah. yeah I was, yeah, yeah. wasn't born quite yet, but I'm sure it made the VHS round whenever Shoot. I was a child. Okay. Sorry. We sorry. got, we got off track. That. But it's sort of related. This is all Christmas. Christmas. We're having fun. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Scott and Charlie revealed to Lucy that Scott is Santa Claus. Yep. And that's the movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. What'd y'all think? Y'all like it? Yay, nay? Love it. Mm. Love it. I still... Same way, Home Alone, you've got to watch one and two. You'll end up watching three if you have three, just because, and now with Disney Plus, it's yeah, going to recommend it enough times. I would times. just definitely see all You're three. You're probably going to watch. Same way with this. Uh, 
I definitely think first one's better. Uh, but second one still doesn't disappoint. Like it's no. not where it went lame <laughs> and everything else. The third one is getting to that level. Like right. it, it goes down. Right. But even the third one is still fun still enough to watch. Good. And yeah. they keep things in continuity enough that you can still enjoy it. You know, this movie being almost 20 years old, I felt like um, mo- most of the time, like sequels usually don't do a good job. Sure. Um, and Christmas uh, holiday sequels at that, I mean, are even less successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, but Home Alone 2 proved it can be done. Um, this is not on par with Home Alone 2. No. But it is still an enjoyable movie in its own right. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be watching a lot of holiday Christmas films around November, December, then you could do a lot worse than to include this in your collection. There, mm-hmm. um, In terms of, I mean, I don't know how you would rank it overall like in the pantheon of Christmas movies. I'd say it's maybe a top 25 movie. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. You know? It's got to yeah, be top 25. one of my top ones, for sure. I would probably put it, I'd say top 10 the same way I throw Marvel out there, but at the same time. Right. Top 10. Everything's top 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are 25 movies in my top 10. Yeah. I feel like these are the, at least the ones we watch every time. Like, you've got your standards, like Christmas Vacation and A Christmas Story or The Christmas Story. Then you have your Home Alones, and then Santa Claus is right there in it. You've got Elf, other things. But I do think it almost just comes as a package. Like, if you're yeah. going to watch one, you typically are going to watch the next one. Well, especially the first one, because we had that on VHS. Yes. And my the the jokes are broad enough that mm-hmm. my dad also enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I will never forget, like, after the first few times we saw it, he would walk around the house because he thought that line when he's on the sleigh and he still thinks he's having some kind of weird mm-hmm. lucid dream. And he's like... Ho, 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 like, Merry Christmas and to all a good night. And he's like, when I wake up, I'm going to get a CAT scan. Yes. And my dad would walk around the house saying he <laughs> thought it was the funniest line. He's like, when I wake up, I'm going to get a CAT scan. With uh, Santa Claus 2, <laughs> I definitely felt like it was definitely more, like, they're all kid-friendly. Yeah. Yes. But even with, like, the first one, there are some jokes that kind of slip in there. Yeah, that some adult-level humor. You know, that make it enjoyable for adults as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought that there were less of that in this. Like, I th- yes. definitely think this was yeah. definitely geared towards a kids. lot more heavily towards mm-hmm. kids. They're all geared yeah. towards kids. This one laid it on thick for the kids. I right. think the first one was PG, and then this one came in a G. G like, rating, is, so it does. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And I do, th- like, we mentioned briefly, but, you know, they, you do still have some Tim Allen jokes that kind of come out from those other characters um, I feel like the first one came in super strong, but it was also because Home Improvement was giant at the time. He, I think he even put out a book at the same year. We talked about it. Yeah, he, he, he had the, the number one. one TV show, number one movie, and number one book all at the same time in 1994. Mm-hmm. We talked about yeah. this one last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. So yeah. it's in the archives. If you want to we go actually recorded, recorded this one twice. So we recorded it, and then my laptop crashed. Yep. So we had to re-record yep. it a week later. Yep. 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 So, so definitely Yeah, there's still, there's a little, I mean, it's not necessarily adult-aimed humor like mm. the first one but there are still some some things that only adults would really comprehend mm. like when he's going on that date with Molly Shannon mm-hmm. and he says a needlepoint sweater and a minivan I'll be back in about 8 minutes. Yes. <laughs> great great line. Great line. Let's uh, let's move into your favorite scenes and quotes. Um okay. So, um, know, that's a good that's a good segue. I will say there's that whole section where, and you said it first, but he's wooing her. Uh, Woo. I, I don't ever know if I call her him Santa or Scott or Tim. I, I get confused. Either one. He, he we'll just say Santa here. Uh, but Buzz. Santa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa is trying to woo Principal Newman. Uh, and I, I like it because it's a natural thing. It's not, I came down, got to find the lady, you're the one type deal. It just was a gradual thing. But once there is somewhat of a little bit of a connection and how he woos her. I love how that he has like Christmas spirit and he only has so much to use and he's still got to have some to get back uh, to the North Pole. I love the fact of what he did was all in romance, but it was very much still and very much like the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. He could have used this magic or spirit, like whatever, to enhance himself in a way to be like, oh, I'm almighty attractive or whatever. He didn't. He's very much like, I really want this to work. I'm not faking something that I'm not to make you like me more so that you'll marry me and I can be Santa Claus. Like when they leave, um, a little bit backstory. He's in the house. He like comes to visit her. She ends up having to go to the uh, school staff Christmas celebration party. Ends up inviting him just because he's there. They talk about old cars, which all of a sudden, okay, you know, you almost assume he's Tim the Toolman Taylor a little bit. <laughs> so you get the idea of he knows cars, he likes cars. They throw that in a little bit. The shows that she has that too. There is an interest, you know, that they share with mutual things. 
Uh, but then they go outside. She's almost a little bit excited to kind of see, like, what are you driving? And it's a sleigh, like, with horses. As they get going, they have hot chocolate. The snow comes down. All these little magical things that is a perfect date, honestly. If you're taking, you know, a gal out and you're wanting to woo her and be like, I would hope this magical thing is there, and it happens. He doesn't, like I said, well, I don't want to keep talking over and over again, but he... He didn't like look at this cool thing that I drive or do this. He's like, how romantical can I get? And I think that's right, not right, a word. Right. But then, it, yeah, abs- it is. you just made it one. Yeah, the most favorite moment, almost out of any Christmas movie ever for me, happens next. They're at the school staff like Christmas party. Everybody's bored to death. Yes, nobody is having a good time. They're all, all just those hey, adults. Great party. That guy moved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All those adults forgot what Christmas feels like. They did. Plus, they're public school teachers, so so it's easy. The Santa, joy is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Santa says, "I'll be right back." Comes back, opens the curtain, and there's this giant stack of gifts. And it's not like once again, Santa have used his magic to give away, you know, fancy jewelry or big, you know, expensive watches or money or anything. He doesn't. Each toy is wrapped, and as each person opens it, it's like their favorite Christmas toy from their childhood. And you just see the childhood, like, spirit, Christmas spirit come out of them. Everybody is having, like, the best time ever. There's this one guy that reminds me of Stanley from The Office where, like, unless it was Pretzel Day, he's probably not happy. He's just negative. He opens it, and it's, uh, is it crisscross? It's like tic-tac-toe. Yeah, 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 crossfire. Crossfire. Uh, Crossfire is something else. That was a little shooting game. Cross and toss. Cross the toss. Because you have to toss yeah. the beanbag, but you're That's playing right. tic-tac-toe. And he's so excited. You see that. Then you see him playing it later. You see him doing, uh, like, making the little, like, gelatin. Toss across. Toss across. I got it. I got it uh, there. Woo. You see him making the little, like, gelatin uh, bugs. You yep. see him, like, eating It's like vin- all vintage toys. Somebody's yeah. setting up mousetrap. Yeah. You know, probably Rock only. and sock and boppers. The only time it'll ever work. <laughs> well, they set up mousetrap yeah. only to probably, like, hit the button, let it right. see it, and One put it time. back together. And we're done. Yeah. And they're going to toss across next. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> This inspired me first as a child. I don't remember it a ton from them, but I remember coming back as an adult watching it. And it hit me in a way that was like, how can I do this for my friends? I've thought about it multiple times. I've never done it yet. I did ask Erica that Christmas was like, what's something from your childhood that you would just love? Like, I don't even think it worked that way. But there's been so many moments for me that's like, as adults, we do get busy, especially in workplace environments and stuff. We know each other on a certain level. But uh, I feel like we get so busy, especially holiday time, that we lose a little bit of that because we've got to make sure certain things get done and we got to, you know, get gifts for all these people and make sure we show up to these events that sometimes we just miss that amazing part of Christmas and why we loved it so much when we were younger. So I would love to be able to do that um, at some point in the future. Maybe what the what can host in a, a Christmas event in the future and do something similar where we just throw out some old school gifts yes. and just have fun with it. Yes. Yeah. But I'll let somebody else talk now. That's just, I got super pumped with that so one. So a favorite scene of mine is the, the opening scene. Um, for two reasons. One, where you had the plane flying over, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and like they're trying to conceal their, I guess, existence. Like mm-hmm. they don't want to give it away because then you know if the world like actually knows, then there's no there's no fun in it. It's all secret. You know, the secret's gone, and I mean they'll probably in, they'll probably invade and take all the resources and try mm-hmm. to use the magic for themselves. Um, thanks, world. Um, but then after that, when they're having fun and. Uh, Scott's just walking around and the tinsel guys throw a bunch of tinsel on. He's like, okay, football. Hmm. And it's like the tinsel guys versus him in football. Yeah. And it's like just seeing him interacting with the elves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially during the first movie when all his interactions were negative. Right. Like, cause he didn't want to believe it. And he was just, you know, flabbergasted. And he's like, I mean, clearly this is awful. So you never see any real positive Interactions in the first movie, other than at the end when he's accepted that he's Santa, and they're going over like ways to protect his suit. And I don't even um, know if you see that much in other Christmas movies. To yeah. be honest, just right. Typically, they build the things and he delivers it, but you yeah. don't get to see that. So I, I Christmas really, Chronicles, you see the true. elf Santa relationship. Yeah. True. I so. really love that, um, and I really loved um, Lucy's addition mm-hmm. to this movie. Yes, um, oh, that little girl she, is so cute. So cute. I love the uh, the, the the scene where. Are you saying Uncle Scott because because you have a reindeer? And he's like, well, lots of people have reindeer. She's like, name five. Oh my <laughs> gosh, what, that's one of my favorite quotes too. Because then he goes, well, I, you know, they're they're all from Finland, and I can't pronounce their names. Yes. And then I love the mix of like I don't even know if it's a full practical effect or a practical effect with a hint of CGI because mm-hmm. it's two thousand two, but the reindeer's expressions mm-hmm. are 
genius. Like yeah. you yes. can tell what Comet is feeling. Mm-hmm. And so when he goes, plus, you know, no one wants reindeer as a as pets. Reindeer are too stupid to keep as pets. <laughs> and Comet like cuts his eyes mm-hmm. at him. And I was like, this is great. Like I just love the mm-hmm. reindeer. <laughs> my uh, my other favorite quote um, is towards the end where all the reindeer are gone, but there's one option left. You have Chet. And Carol's like, Chet? Chet. And Curtis is like, or Bernard's like, yeah, he's still in training. And Scott's like, well, how much flight time has he had? And Bernard's like, well, about a minute and a half. And Curtis, the you know, just so, you know, up, he's like, yeah, but he's had a lot of crash time. <laughs> and then Curtis goes, he's just a baby. Yep. Like, like, don't pick on him. He's mm. just a baby. It's <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. I love Chet. Yes. Chet's my favorite. You know, I always wondered why they didn't try to bring in Rudolph in one of these stories, but they don't need to. They have Chet. I feel like it's a copyright thing. Right. Probably the, a copyright. Yeah. the same way you don't see him in a lot. I always wonder that, You don't that see too. Rudolph in a lot of Christmas mm. movies. Like, the Christmas Chronicles, I don't think there's a Rudolph. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah. I never thought about that. That's a very good point. Yeah, they always have the, the typical, like, eight reindeer, but they never have Rudolph. Yeah. I think with whoever created, you know, the original Rudolph movie, I was, I've always assumed. I've never dug, but I definitely, it came across my mind a couple years ago. Maybe they should try getting Olive. The other reindeer. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Uh, it's, a, it's a dog that's voiced by Drew Barrymore, and her name's Olive, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm the I'm Olive, the other reindeer." No, I was mm. thinking of she's um, in the song Olive, the other oh. reindeer. Oh wow! Wow, okay. I hate that. You still laugh and call him names. I was thinking <laughs> about in the claymation Rudolph, where like his Rudolph's girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever Clarice. was like Clarice. Clarice yeah. yeah. So interesting. She grew up to be in another movie. Yeah, and that uh. That movie with the um, horror movies. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Anyway, um, uh, any other favorite scenes or what worked the best um, for y'all? So I really liked uh, where he's wearing uh, Neil's sweater, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, "I look." He says something about how stupid he looks, and um, then the wife, who's his ex-wife, mm-hmm. is like, I, "It's what's inside that counts." Yep. And then Neil goes. I thought you said you liked that sweater. And she's like, we'll talk about it later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so funny. And then when we first really meet the principal Mm -hmm. and she takes the skateboard from that kid and she's like, look into my eyes. What do you see? And he goes, it's dark dark and it's cold. (laughs) (laughs) That's your future. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You mentioned like, uh, well, technically Laura's the ex-wife and then Mm -hmm. you and Lucy. And we talked about Lucy and how, you know, she definitely is a great add-on to this movie. I really like, too, how Laura and Neil come in in this movie and how just yeah. there's so much getting along, whereas yeah. sometimes you wouldn't see that. And even in the previous movie, you don't. There's a lot of angst and stuff back and forth right. and stuff. It reminds me of the relationship between Scott Lang and yes. his family and, we, and we talked. Too. Yeah, we talked specifically during Ant-Man about blended families mm-hmm. and how refreshing it is to see families that get along like that in pop culture. Mm -hmm. And I think honestly, like I I know that the, the third Santa Claus movie feels kind of like this add on and Mm -hmm. like it was kind of ending, you know, but that's one of my favorite things about the third movie is you get to see more of this blended family thing. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that Lucy calls Scott, uncle Scott Mm -hmm. and that, you know, Neil and, Scott and Laura. Laura, thank you. I had to are, look it up too. <laughs> are clearly like solidly co-parenting mm-hmm. Charlie and that they all get along. Mm-hmm. And then when Carol invites her parents up to the North Pole mm-hmm. and they kind of have to per- unite as like a unified, like we have to make them believe that this is an actual place mm-hmm. that isn't magical, that is it's some Canada. factory, <laughs> right, it's Canada, then like... Laura and Neil immediately jump on getting to go Mm -hmm. and they act like kids the whole time, you know, but they're there to support Scott Mm -hmm. too. And so it just, it's really nice that they, they get, they clearly get along so well and he's Mm -hmm. clearly welcome in their home. And there isn't this like, like you can tell that Neil and Scott still kind of keep up the little bickering just for like old time's sake, Mm -hmm. but, but that they all, that they're all coming from like a place of love and getting mm-hmm. along. And it's just like, it's really beautiful to see. Well, I think they keep it too. The same way in the first movie, there is that part where I don't think Scott takes it serious enough sometimes. And right. Neil's a little over serious. Yes. But in the beginning, when they're meeting at the principal's office where they've right. all been called in, you know, Scott 
makes excuses for his son. Yes. He's like, well, you don't have any decorations around yes. here. You know, you know hurt yeah. by a tree. Yeah. And she's like, this is a public school. We don't have right. hard of anything. You know, so they it's still. It's true. Yeah. Right. Right. Some <laughs> things never change. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they still are more so the, you know. Right. Responsible ones. But I definitely right. think by the end. He continues to grow as a character too, right. and realizes that he's got to be make better choices. With well, his son. and also honestly, I we talked about what what you thought worked well, and I think even before he makes a conscious decision to start trying to woo the mm-hmm. principal, sure. you know that first session of community service where mm-hmm. he brings her coffee, yeah, and he's just trying to befriend her. I think at that point, sure. And I think one of the first things he does that starts changing her mind about him. Is you know he definitely likes being the fun dad, right? Mm-hmm. But I also think that he sees that like this is a problem, sure. You know that that Charlie's behavior isn't acceptable, and we kind of see what happens the first time that the fun parent does something mm-hmm. where they actually punish you, and you're kind of like, wait a second, mm-hmm. you're the fun parent. Like Charlie's like, I thought you were on my side, Dad. Mm-hmm. You know. And so he comes up and he's like, Dad, it's not coming off. Like, it's not scrubbing off. And he's like, yeah, that's the point. Mm -hmm. It's permanent, which is why you should think about things before you do them. Mm -hmm. Hence why you're here. Yeah. And she kind of, Carol looks at him like, oh, okay, so you can be a disciplinarian. Like, you can be serious. Mm -hmm. And she's like, nice job. You know, like, I really like that scene. Mm -hmm. Definitely think it adds a whole lot to their whole, just the whole story on both sides of it. Anything else that uh, worked well for this movie? I just have a note that's random. Snow globes. Snow we don't globes. see enough of those today. They're I love very, a good snow globe. They're very much important in these movies, and we don't get to see those enough. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what didn't age well, or what did not work for this movie? I'll say, we briefly mentioned earlier, the whole marriage thing happened super fast. Yes. That is something super fast happened. Yeah. She also, you do get to see her like transform herself also as well into Mrs. Claus, the same way right. you see Scott that transform into Santa Claus. During the credits, though. Well, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm not okay. saying for like it, it counts, but I'm just saying going into the next part, you're like, okay, well, maybe that she's here, that transformation turns right. her into a little bit more magical. Right, well, right. So. Uh, the only thing that I kind of thought about that maybe it didn't age well that I like, I get the, I get why it's happening. Okay. So like the desanification process, mm-hmm. right? So the desanification process is supposed to show you how he's unbecoming Santa Claus, like he became Santa mm-hmm. Claus. But it also, to me, seems like it's also kind of coming across like someone who looks like Carol couldn't fall for someone who looks like Santa. And so he has to go back to looking like Scott and he has to be thinner and he has to be less gray and he can't have a beard. And then she can fall for him Mm -hmm. like body, soul, mind, whatever. And then once she falls for him, then he can go back to looking like Santa Claus and she'll know that like what's underneath is what's important and she'll love him even when he looks like Santa Claus. I just thought that was kind of weird. I never it thought felt that a little weird. My biggest issue with this movie is the fact that there is so much going on. You had three intersecting yes. stories where you could have mm-hmm. cut one of them. And I had zero interest in Toy Santa. Yeah. You could have cut one of them and I think it would have made the movie stronger. Right. This movie clocks in it over a little over two hours. I think two hours and a, and a minute. Which is long for a movie aimed at kids, um, even the, in 2002. The, the other two movies come in at uh, about an hour and a half. Right. So I really think you could have cut... 30 minutes off this movie by removing one of the subplots, whether it be, you know, have it just be Charlie. Um, Charlie is um, on the naughty list and he's, you know, Scott's got to go take care of that. Right. And maybe do the toy Santa and save the Mrs. Claus for a future movie. Right. Or maybe just have it be the Mrs. Claus Claus and Charlie. Right. Because every time it cut back to what was going on at the North Pole, I was like, ugh. I gotta get like I know they to were trying to, the to they were trying to put stakes in the movie you know because right. there's ha- there has to be stakes um, you know for you know because if this doesn't happen then something bad happens or whatever but I really think you could have done with without one thing in this one of the three main stories and it would have worked so much better. Well, you make a good point there too. Where I think if you did Charlie and wife or Mrs. Claus, and what if the elves knew that. Mm-hmm. We don't know what these presents we're making are actually going to get delivered or not because Santa may not make the deadline and yeah. we may all be. And what that, happens to us? Th- like, that that would have been proper stakes to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? for sure. Um, and then, but so that's my only complaint is good movie. You could have lost one of the stories and it would have been stronger, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, fun facts. 
Oh, I forgot about those. Well, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've got a few. Okay. Um, the um, the first fun fact is one that I, I noticed uh, the first time I saw it. The um, Father Time mm. is actually played by Peter Boyle, who in the first movie played Peter's, um, not Peter, Scott's boss. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, That's funny. So uh, I like that he was included in Santa Claus 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Wait, did we do unanswered questions? Oh, we didn't. Oh, my goodness. I have a big one. Okay. It's kind of dark. I, I, I do, too. Mine's not as dark. But go ahead. Okay. Let's do unanswered questions first. So if there's a if there's a Santa Claus mm-hmm. with an E, Claus, yes. the Claus, okay, and there's a Mrs. Claus. With an E. With an E. That means that every Santa Claus has a Mrs. Claus because mm-hmm. you have to have a Mrs. Claus to be a Santa Claus, okay? And then Santa Claus in the first movie falls off the roof, and he becomes Santa Claus. So what happened to that Santa Claus's Mrs. Claus? Is it like some weird thing where like the elves are like, hey, your Santa fell off the roof and a new guy's Santa, so you got to get out. Now you're homeless. Or, or we're going to kill you? Maybe like does like like elves nice kill cottage. Mrs. Claus? It's like a ritual sacrifice thing? What's Hopefully happening? Two, two answers. <laughs> two, Hopefully not. Two possible I told you it got really here. dark. That's okay. Well, the first one is we see in this movie that there were eight years between him becoming Santa and then him actually having to get married. Maybe the previous Santa Claus hadn't got married. Maybe he was only Santa for like five years. Maybe there's a timeline. You know? So then like some Santas are just Santas until they have to find a Mrs. Claus. But here's the other maybe thing. Maybe that's why he fell off the roof. Maybe here's... he didn't want to maybe he didn't want to get married the next <laughs> he was year. Like, just he's take like, me now, I'm Jesus. Just, I'm gonna die right I'm off ready. this roof. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I can't be in this dating pool. Internet mm-hmm. dating is the worst. <laughs> Let me just jump off this roof. Um anyway. I refuse to go out with Arlene for marketing. I refuse I to do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't do this idle chit chat. Um, so chat, yeah, chat. Oh man, chat. So that's the other thing too. Is like okay. So if all the Santas are just Santas until they have to have Mrs. Clauses, but then some Santas have Mrs. Clauses. What happens to the Mrs. Clauses when the Santas are no longer Santa? And then the Christmas spirit if, takes them. And then if the like. If the Santas get to the point where they can't get a Mrs. Claus, like there's been a Santa, right, for like millennia, okay? Mm-hmm. So like Santa has been Santa since the dawn of mm-hmm. Santa, okay? Mm-hmm. And if this Mrs. Claus, they act like, like when they go over the Mrs. Claus thing with him, they act like if he doesn't, if he stops being Santa because mm-hmm. of the Mrs. Claus, not because he falls off a roof or something. Mm-hmm. And there's no guy there to take his place. That Santa and the elves and the North Pole and Christmas cease to exist. What so I'm like, learning is there's a lot of plot holes here. Well, Santa like. Claus, you know, is a very hazardous job. Is what I'm also learning. that yeah. Because they've never got to a point to realize this, and all of the you know forever. Right. So maybe uh, the previous Santas were already married. Could be because yeah. technically Scott was, but uh, and I bet his you know Laura's probably kicking herself like I could have been Mrs. Claus, yeah. right? But if I got Neil on for three more. I got Neil. Now the I just got Neil in these sweaters, but uh, these beautiful great, argyle great sweaters. <laughs> I like to imagine you know as we see in the third movie that you know the North Pole is actually full of grand stores and like not stores but places. Right, like it's a beautiful. whole little town and it's so I imagine delightful. That There's a cocoa her, shop. Like she's you know acknowledged kind of as like. Presidents are, you know, when they're no longer president, that, you know, they're still very taken care of. She's like a former first lady. She is. She just, you know, she's very respected and she can kind of do whatever she wants. Right. And so then there are just a bunch of former Mrs. Clauses living Mm -hmm. in the North Pole. Yeah, just chill. Sure. Okay. Interesting. My unanswered question, I actually mentioned. I still like the ritual sacrifice thing. Okay. (laughs) At least there's some definite things happening. Yes. Some definite answers. My unanswered question uh, is something I mentioned earlier in our episode here. Uh, in the first movie, Judy the Elf, who took 1,200 years to get her cocoa recipe right. Mm-hmm. She's no longer there. She was replaced by Abby. Well, like, how long what, do elves what, what live? Did, well, what did Judy do? I'm assuming she got fired. I'm assuming she I got don't, promoted. I think she died. I think, oh. I think, like, you know, I don't know how long elves live, but I think Judy was like, I have, I have spent 1,200 years perfecting this cocoa recipe, and I have finally done it. And I, I can just like like the elves in Lord of the Rings. I can just go to the other side. Like I have I have achieved greatness here, and I'm just gonna like go into that good night or something. So you chose death. Eric chose. She I will was always choose I death. She got apparently, fired. <laughs> I'm assuming she's on her honeymoon because she previously was dating. Oh yeah, she was dating some guy in rapping. Yes. Oh yeah, the guy from 
so I'm thinking they finally, you know, it took some time. They took it slow because yeah, but are elves allowed to take vacation around Christmas time? Because that seems like the busiest time I'm of sure. year. Maybe she's accrued enough time. I'm thinking she's, she's been working for twelve hundred years. years. And That's for, true. Up until this point, she's had no reason to yeah, take and vacation. Yeah, do elves like, age? Like Bernard's clearly the oldest, and he's the head elf. But Judy looks like an eight year old who's been alive for twelve hundred years, well, and then the little girl from Baking is like four. Well, and Curtis is nine hundred years old, right? Mm-hmm. And he still looks like ten. So. Mm-hmm. I, well, and there's, How, a, there's, an elf from the, there's an elf from the first movie, Quentin, hmm. um, who looks older, but he doesn't show up in this movie either. So. Right. I just I want like to I want to understand I want to understand the the culture of the elves. Maybe Abby, she's like head chef now, and no, Abby's not, like not, not Abby. Maybe uh, Judy mm-hmm. just left. The, you know, found a better job. I don't think job. that's how that works. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she put a resume out there on Indeed. And like she's once like, an elf, always an elf. Yeah. She's not like that weird guy from Rudolph that wants to be a dentist. She's no. like, hey, there's this, uh, there's this, great, there's, this there's this great train called the Polar Express. They really need some hot, a hot chocolate maker. So well, maybe that's what uh, it is. She's maybe. the head chef now, and she's in charge of getting you know hot chocolate to the Polar Express. She's also in charge of making sure Santa gets it. So Abby's the one to filling in and doing like the server role now, and then she's backstage head chef preparing. Yeah, maybe she's head of the kitchen. Yeah, mm, that's fair. It's okay. a good kitchen. Okay. That's fair. All right, any other unanswered questions? Mm-hmm. Uh, back to fun facts. Um, I mentioned Peter Boyle in the um, in the first movie uh, has a different role in this movie. Um, this um, this fun fact. Scott's trying to explain to Carol early on that he's Santa, and like so he's like given like, "Hey, I, I I work far away from home. I work with you know whatever." And she's like, "Well, so far so good. You don't wear socks with sandals, and you've never been to prison." And Scott replies with, well, and that's a reference to Tim Allen, who did spend time in prison on drug charges before his acting career. He had a nice mustache, though. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got one. Forget about it. I lived through the 60s. <laughs> uh, I've got one that I think it was an interview with Tim Allen years and years later, uh, but I think it kind of just works for the entire franchise, not just this one particular one. But um, is that Alan said that when parents recognize him as his character or Christmas character during the holidays and mention to their children that he's Santa, some kids will pull him aside for a conversation. He said the kids will ask him to tell Santa what they want and that they've been good. They're smart. They know what, that I'm associated with him, Alan said, laughing. They're almost treating me like they understand there's a transition process. So the kids understand that somebody else is taking over. He didn't fall off a roof or die. He just retired. Uh, but they see this and still come up to him to this day and still try to tell him to t- what to tell Santa what they want for Christmas. I think that's magical. Mm-hmm. I think it's really awesome. So. Um, I had one more. We mentioned Molly Shannon earlier. Uh, she also played Betty Lou Who and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I never put that together until oh, yeah. I was reading wow. that. Yeah. Like, I think I was so focused on just like her light war and everything else back mm-hmm, and forth. Mm-hmm. That you focus on that, but I never put into thought. I think too, like all the makeup and stuff, you just get engulfed into Grinch. And like, yeah, there's who's... people in the live action Grinch movie mm-hmm. that like you you would have. Sometimes you have to like I have to look at the cast list sure. and remind myself like through the makeup who those people are because mm-hmm. um, it's a star studded it is cast and you don't realize it because they all look like Hoovians. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe yeah. like they so much they're just good actors. Like um Christine Barant Bur- Barant Bur- Bur- who plays Christine Martha Mayhew. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't remember how you pronounce Baransky. Anyway. Baransky. Yeah. Um I like she's excellent in that movie. Mm-hmm. She's so great and you you know you're like is that who I think it is mm-hmm. and it is, you know. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. That's what I've got. Um, I don't, I mean, look, I don't really have any like intense fun facts. Here's one of the, here's a fun fact for you, the listener. Whenever we do sequels to movies and we're looking up fun facts and, you know, trivia and, you know, behind the scenes type things to give you, it's harder to find them for sequels because you, you you type it in 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 the Google machine and they always want to give you stuff for the first movie. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's harder to find stuff for the sequels. I found one more real fast. One more. Uh, it says while you're watching at hour one minute or one hour twenty minutes, Scott and Curtis are captured, and the marquee over the workshop says that there's only nineteen minutes until Christmas. Exactly nine minutes later, in real time, as you're watching the movie, Charlie warns Scott that there's only ten minutes left. Oh, so some good continuity there. Good continuity, I like nice. that. We love continuity. We love continuity here at What the What. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I don't think we have any social media shoutouts for this episode. I don't mm. think we got to that. Um, so we're going to jump right to the end. Um, first of all, before we get to that, 
Um, if you're listening to this, we are two weeks away mm-hmm. from the greatest toy of all time tournament. I'm pumped. It will be live so on excited. Facebook. Um, we'll give a you know a little more um, direct time uh, on social media. We're thinking about 6.30, 6.45-ish or so. Um, and we're really excited about that. We, um, You, the listener, have helped pare down some of our toys to uh, complete our field of 64. Mm-hmm. And we do have a little... You know, a little um, giveaway going on um, where we will announce that um, on social media if we haven't already by this point. But uh, all we, you have to do is fill out a bracket. You and don't have to win. You don't have to. You don't have to win the bracket. You just fill it out, and you're entered into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so if you're listening to this uh, two weeks prior, uh, you still have time. Uh, in fact, the bracket is probably releasing around this time because we are uh, in the process of getting it finalized in the next week or so. So you've got time. Mm-hmm. Fill out that bracket. You've got two weeks, and then make sure you tune in where we will feature a lot of toys. In fact, mm-hmm. if you see on the bracket, because um, a lot of these toys are kind of classic toys from our childhood, mm-hmm. if you have some of those toys and you want to let us borrow them for the live mm-hmm. recording, get up with one of us, yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll be happy to feature it, you know, mm-hmm. because... I mean, I've already, um, I haven't told y'all, I've got a couple of toys already in the collection nice. that we will be able to use for that episode. So when we're comparing this one versus this one, like we can actually look at it and be like, man, which one do I really want to play with right now? Because I have both of them available. Well, there's so, a reason I asked if we, well, partly, if we could do it at my house. I don't have to drag a bunch of toys here. Fair. I can pull like them out it. of my attic or out of wherever Plus, they're sitting bonus, right bonus, I get to see your house. That's true. No, I, I don't think I've actually been inside your house yet. That's true. I moved in early this year and had a baby two weeks later. So not he did all happened. the things. Yay, yeah. planning. Yeah, you know, <laughs> especially when your house is supposed to be done in February. So uh, womp womp. definitely want to give a shout out for that episode coming up. It, it'll be a Facebook Live, and then we'll release audio on it uh, the next day, uh, the week of Christmas. And so. again, I want to clarify the cool. whole tournament thing for you guys entering. Sometimes you feel like you have to hit all. How many did I get correct? It's not nope. that. You just this fill is, it out. Have fun with it. Fill it out how you feel like it would win. And just by your filling one out, posting it online, tagging us, your name will get entered into a bracket, or not bracket, but just into the into drawing. Prizes. Yep. Yeah. Prizes. And then we'll randomly draw one, one drawing. Draw your name out just because you entered or you know you submitted it, showed us that you. Yeah. yeah, the hard part's on us. We got to pare these down. All do. you got to do is fill out your opinion. That's right. Yeah. You right. don't have to win. You don't have to say, "Well, I got all of them right in the first round, but then I didn't get right any in the second round." No, no, no. Just fill it mm-hmm. out. And, and we're doing this the week of Christmas. Week like, of Christmas, could, we could get heated here. Oh yeah, try to destroy some Christmas. Intense. You, no, we're gonna not. Gonna, I'm not gonna, camping. We're it's not too gonna cold. be intense. We're gonna be at Kyle's house. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> thought we were gonna be intense. No, please don't light my living room on fire. <laughs> now I'm sad. You can bring some smoke. Thought there was it's gonna okay. be like a campfire and everything. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And have an electric grill <laughs> or electric oven stove. Jack Frost, he's in the third Santa Claus. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll do that one next year. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so stay tuned for the greatest toy of all time tournament. A big thank you, as always, to Ricky Lyles for his contributions to our podcast. Uh, he will actually be on this episode, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, he should be. We need to um, double check with him. He's going to be uh, our, like basically our guide. You mm-hmm. know, introducing. You know, in the first round, we have so and so versus so and so. It's going to be our MC. Our there MC. MC. Clap yeah. your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion on the Santa Claus Two as much as we did. We hope that you're as pumped for the rest of this journey into the Christmas season. We've got two episodes left. Woo! Oh man. Ah, oh, so we're out of time on today's episode. Why don't you guys hit them up? with some last minute plugs ashby so you guys can find me at ashby gray on instagram and twitter and what am i going crazy about these days uh mostly any of the marvel tv shows and hawkeye tweeting about that hawkeye is amazing rogers the musical we need it lin-manuel miranda please write it this all day please write it um and also taylor swift t swift T-Swizzle. Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay. Um, I'm still still on that. I'm still on that re-release train. So uh, anyway, that's what I got going on these days. All right, Kyle? Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, underscore live, underscore bright, underscore. Uh, that may be the same as my Twitter, but I never use Twitter. Uh, but I don't really know. Honestly, I've just been really decorating our house. We've been getting excited for Christmas, getting uh, the tree up already, getting decorations up going inside. Uh, being that it's our first time owning our own home, and also, we're not surrounded by 50 pine trees. You can actually see our home 
Um, we've gone and bought some different things and actually trying to really decorate it this year versus using things that were handed down to us when we got married almost 10 years ago. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun so far. Definitely check that out. I would say, you know, out of the two that are out there, definitely go and check out 8-Bit Christmas uh, and also Home Sweet Home Alone just to enjoy something new for the holidays. Uh, but, yeah. And I'm Eric Creech. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EricaMac15, E-R-I-C-O-M-A-C-1-5. Uh, definitely going to plug Reefs Across America. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and this is something done uh, in Wayne County, the Wayne County Veteran and Patriots Coalition uh, always uh, uh, will lay remembrance reefs on the graves of our fallen heroes at two local cemeteries in Wayne County. Um, and they uh, will definitely take some donations towards that. I think it's a great thing. Uh, over 1,700 veterans are in t- uh, are in uh, in between the two cemeteries and organizers want to lay reefs on as many of those graves as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of our friends uh, have parents who um, are... Uh, lay, uh, who have been laid to rest in those cemeteries, and I think it's a fantastic cause. So, check out Reefs Across America uh, for Wayne County, and uh, any support you can give them is going to be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. So, uh, be sure to join us next week. We do our e- e- uh, year in review. Um, we're going to be talking about the year of pop culture um, and reviewing things that we enjoyed from this previous year. Uh, maybe with a little preview for things to come next year. So, thank you for joining us today. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. And we will see you next time. What the what? Bye.